Hello, friend. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. This is Pastor Pitts Evans. On this podcast, we read and discuss one chapter of God's Word per episode. Let's go now to the Bible and see what the Lord has for us today. Luke chapter 23. Then the whole assembly rose and led him off to Pilate. And they began to accuse him, saying, We have found this man subverting our nation. He opposes payment of taxes to Caesar and claims to be Messiah, a king. So Pilate asked Jesus, Are you the king of the Jews? You have said so, Jesus replied. Then Pilate announced to the chief priests and the crowd, I find no basis for a charge against this man. But they insisted, He stirs up the people all over Judea by his teaching. He started in Galilee and has come all the way here. On hearing this, Pilate asked if the man was a Galilean. When he learned that Jesus was under Herod's jurisdiction, he sent him to Herod, who was also in Jerusalem at that time. When Herod saw Jesus, he was greatly pleased, because for a long time he had been wanting to see him. From what he had heard about him, he hoped to see him perform a sign of some sort. He plied him with many questions, but Jesus gave him no answer. The chief priests and the teachers of the law were standing there, vehemently accusing him. Then Herod and his soldiers ridiculed and mocked him. Dressing him in an elegant robe, they sent him back to Pilate. That day, Herod and Pilate became friends. Before this, they had been enemies. Pilate called together the chief priests and the rulers of the people. He said to them, You brought me this man as one who was inciting the people to rebellion. I have examined him in your presence and have found no basis for your charges against him. Neither has Herod, for he sent him back to us, as you can see. He has done nothing to deserve death. Therefore, I will punish him and then release him. But the whole crowd shouted, Away with this man! Release Barabbas to us! Barabbas had been thrown into prison for an insurrection in the city and for murder. Wanting to release Jesus, Pilate appealed to them again, but they kept shouting, Crucify him! Crucify him! For the third time he spoke to them, Why? What crime has this man committed? I have found in him no grounds for the death penalty. Therefore, I will have him punished and then release him. But with loud shouts, they insistently demanded that he be crucified, and their shouts prevailed. So Pilate decided to grant their demand. He released the man who had been thrown into prison for insurrection and murder, the one they asked for, and surrendered Jesus to their will. As the soldiers led him away, they seized Simon from Cyrene, who was on his way from the country, and put the cross on him and made him to carry it behind Jesus. A large number of people followed him, including women who mourned and wailed for him. Jesus turned and said to them, Daughters of Jerusalem, do not weep for me. Weep for yourselves and for your children. For the time will come when you will say, Blessed are the childless women, the wombs that never bore and the breasts that never nursed. Then they will say to the mountains, Fall on us, and to the hills, cover us. For if people do these things when the tree is green, what will happen when it's dry? Two other men, both criminals, were also led out with him to be executed. When they came to the place called the Skull, 
they crucified him there along with the criminals, one on his right and the other on his left. Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they're doing. And they divided up his clothes by casting lots. The people stood watching, and the rulers even sneered at him. They said, He saved others. Let him save himself if he's God's Messiah, the Chosen One. The soldiers also came up and mocked him. They offered him wine vinegar and said, If you're the king of the Jews, save yourself. There was a written notice above him which read, This is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals who hung there hurled insults at him. Aren't you the Messiah? Save yourself and save us. But the other criminal rebuked him. Don't you fear God, he said, since you're under the same sentence? We are punished justly, for we're getting what our deeds deserve, but this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus answered him, Truly I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. It was now about noon, and darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon, for the sun stopped shining, and the curtain of the temple was torn in two. Jesus called out with a loud voice, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. When he had said this, he breathed his last. The centurion, seeing what had happened, praised God and said, Surely this was a righteous man. When all the people who had gathered to witness this saw what took place, they beat their breasts and went away. But all those who knew him, including the women who had followed him from Galilee, stood at a distance, watching these things. Now there was a man called Joseph, a member of the council, a good and upright man who had not consented to their decision and action. He came from the Judean town of Arimathea, and he himself was waiting for the kingdom of God. Going to Pilate, he asked for Jesus' body. Then he took it down wrapped it in linen cloth, and placed it in a tomb cut in the rock, one in which no one had yet been laid. It was preparation day, and the Sabbath was about to begin. The women who had come with Jesus from Galilee followed Joseph and saw the tomb and how his body was laid in it. Then they went home and prepared spices and perfumes, but they rested on the Sabbath in obedience to the commandment. In the Law of Moses, we read in various places that a sacrifice had to be spotless. The animal couldn't be defective in any way. And so the animals had to be examined by the priests and by the different people in Israel to make sure that they were not defective in any way. They couldn't have any spot or blemish, as the Scripture says. And so Jesus had to be examined as the Lamb of God. He was examined before Pilate. He was examined before Herod. And he was examined to see if there was any fault in him, and both of these men found that he hadn't done anything wrong. And so these examinations before Herod and Pilate are very important, because Jesus, as the Lamb of God, was sinless. There was no just accusation that could be made against him, because the man had never sinned. So the trial and crucifixion of Jesus is contained in this chapter. In verse 1, the whole assembly rose and led Jesus off to Pilate. Then they began to accuse him, saying, We have found this man subverting our nation. 
He opposes payment of taxes to Caesar and claims to be Messiah, a king. Now, the only thing that was true in what I just read was that he claimed to be Messiah, the king, because he was Messiah, the king, but he had never opposed paying taxes to Caesar, and he certainly wasn't subverting the nation, the Jewish people. And so Pilate announced to the chief priests in the crowd, I find no basis for a charge against this man. So therefore, he's declared sinless and righteous by Pilate. And then verse 13, Pilate called together the chief priests, the rulers of the people, and said to them, you brought me this man as one who was inciting the people to rebellion. I have examined him in your presence and have found no basis for your charges against him. So once again, Pilate examined Jesus, and we have the record in the scriptures that he announced the fact that he found no basis for any charges against Jesus. He went on to say in verse 15, neither has Herod. So Herod had examined Jesus as well and found no truth in the charges they were raising against him. Jesus was a righteous man and a sinless man, and the testimony of both Pilate and Herod was that he was sinless, and there was no reason to charge him with a crime. He wanted to release Jesus. Pilate appealed to them over and over again, but they kept shouting, crucify him, crucify him. So ultimately, he acquiesced to the will of the people, much to his eternal regret. But Pilate knew he was dealing with an innocent man. And so whether he thought Jesus was the Messiah or the Son of God, we don't know. But we do know from the testimony of the Scriptures that Pilate thought him to be an innocent man. And so this idea of executing an innocent man was not something that appealed to him. But they took Jesus to the place of the skull, and they crucified him there along with criminals, one on his right and one on his left. And the response that Jesus gave for his crucifixion was, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they're doing. Now, friends, the gospel is for each of us. Jesus died for me, and Jesus died for you. God sent his only son, Jesus, who lived a sinless life for you and I. He shed his precious blood on that cross at Calvary to atone for our sins. He was sinless, as testified by Pilate and Herod, but you and I are sinners. The Bible says all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So God sent his only son who lived a sinless life, and he shed his precious blood for you and I so that we might have everlasting life. The question is, have you let him in? Have you received the sacrificial atoning death of Christ? What he did for you, friends, has no value unless you receive him as Lord and Savior. And so once again, God sent his son Jesus for you. Jesus lived a sinless life for you to atone for your sins. Jesus shed his precious blood for you so that you might have eternal life. All that remains, friend, is for you to let him in. And so I want to pray now, and I want you to pray after me. If you've never asked the Lord to forgive you of your sins and to save you, we want to do that now. So pray with me. Heavenly Father, you say that, friends. Heavenly Father, I know I'm a sinner. I'm separated from you by my sin. Lord, I believe Jesus was your only son. I believe that he lived a sinless life and shed his precious blood for me. Lord, I ask that you would cleanse my sin by the precious blood of Jesus. I ask you, Lord, that Jesus would come into my heart and save me now. 
Lord, I ask for everlasting life according to your word. Lord, I receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior. And I say, Father, forgive me of my sins. Lord, wash me, cleanse me, make me your son. And Lord, help me to live a submitted life to Christ. Lord, we thank you. I can never thank you enough for what you've done for me. Now, friends, if you've let him in, go and tell someone today of the decision that you've made. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.